Hi, welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 36, Hospitality Live with me, Rupesh. Thank you so much for joining us here on this conversation. I am super excited about this conversation because it's going to help all of us. If, if you're a hotel manager, if you're a revenue manager, if you're a person that's working, that's going to want to be a manager one day, if you're a hotel owner, this topic is going to help you grow. And I'm super excited to talk about this because it's helped us grow within our community and our business. And I'm excited to bring this conversation to you. So hang on a second. Let me just make sure we are live. Guys, comment and let me know if you're watching this live on LinkedIn. And uh, I want you to be a part of this conversation. So guys, today I'm going to read the, read the topic real quick. It's revenue optimization, right? We're talking about how to properly read your star report to discover and uncover some opportunities, especially right now, right? We're also going to be talking about 10 hacks for your revenue management, meaning that you might be having weekly, monthly, once a year. We'll talk about all those things in this conversation, plus some mistakes that hotel managers and owners are making right now that you can help improve and change and uh, kind of update your processes and, and your strategies, right? All right, so comment, let me know where you're watching from some, so I can uh, give away a $50 Amazon gift card. So by the end of the show, I am giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to the person that is most active, asks the best questions, and is engaging on this conversation. Guys, thank you so much for joining me here on episode number 36. Guys, uh, I have a bunch of notes that I wrote down and I don't want to miss any of those. Uh, this episode is definitely brought to you by the good, my good friends at Hotel Effectiveness and their perfect labor platform. So I, the last few weeks I have been using this, my hotels have been using this platform to make sure that we are in line with our labor standards and our budget for the week, right? We know we're slow and we wanna make sure that no one's going through overtime, no one's going over the allocated budgets for minutes per room and some of those things, right? We wanna make sure that our budget is in line with where um, our payroll, or actually our payroll is gonna be aligned with our budget, right? So. Hit up Perfect Labor, uh, their hotel effectiveness or hotel effectiveness perfect labor platform, and go to this. And I always mess it up. Go to this link right, right here, right here, right, right here, and it's hoteleffectiveness.com forward slash rupesh, and let them know I sent you, and let them know that you want to save money on your labor, even if you're open, even if you're slow. This system can help you. Um, make sure that your costs are in line with your budget, right? Thank you so much to Dell and the good people over there at Hotel Effectiveness for sponsoring the show. And they've been a sponsor for quite some time. So I really appreciate this as we are all going through these uncertain times. And, you know, it's, hey, I'm still here. This morning I ran 6.1 miles this morning. I woke up early. I'm like, I didn't want to do it. And I still got up and I said, you know what? I've been feeling bad about myself these last few weeks. I have to make a change in the last couple Actually, last week or 10 days now, I really made an effort to go out there and run and make a difference in myself, in my attitude, and in my health, right? And I believe the same thing for you. Please be active. Don't just sit around at home. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, early on when this first happened and we were all home or we we're all with slow down, said, you know, don't lay in bed put you know put your shoes on when you're at home and make sure that you are 
in that mindset for work. Because listen, if you're in your pajamas at home, you don't feel like doing anything. You want to go into the pantry. You want to go into your refrigerator and just eat. Well, that's what I want to do. But you know, that's that's how most people feel. And trust me, I've been home where I'm in. I've been actually these last few weeks. I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm not going to do this. And there's been a few days I have to catch myself. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're just sitting there eating, and you're not really being productive. And I had to change the way I do things. So it's been a great mindset. And also, you know. There's also been a, a bunch of things that we've learned, and I actually posted about this three days ago. I said, anyone agree? I said, many facts and lessons have been learned during this quarantine, right? And a lot of lessons are like, you know, not everything matters, right? If you think about all the things you were worried about in your life, all the things that, that you're stressed about, a lot of those things don't matter anymore, right? And that's very true. We've also realized who our friends and our real connections are, right? You understand those people that are here to support you and, and not put you down and some of those things and kind of bring you up when you're in, in a tough position. And I love that. And that's why, and you also discovered all the authentic people around you, right? Um, I also wrote down, we learned all the people that treated us like crap, right? <laughs> in the past, and they're now struggling too, right? This is a powerful lesson. Like that, you know, when things are good, Hey, you might be that guy, but when things are bad, guess what? You're you're you come along with us, and we all ride this journey together. And that's a mindset that uh, you know a lot of leaders kind of have to think like, when it's when it's good times, hey, how am I going to treat people? But when it's bad times, how am I going to be remembered? Right on um, for both sides. And I think that's very, I think it's very um, critical of how we treat people, uh, good times and bad times. Then we also realized all the people that you can trust, right? That's a huge part. And then just continuous learning and being stronger. And if you guys agree with some of those things, hit the comments and let me know what you have learned during this slow period in our lives, right? It, there's so many things that I've learned and I, I you know, I, I'm excited about a lot of things that are going to be happening here in the future. And I stay optimistic. So once a week I say, how do you feel? How do you actually feel? And a lot of people say, you know, they, they comment in the, in, the, in the comments and say, oh, I feel sad or I feel like crying or I feel happy or I feel positive. Let me know how you feel right now. How are you feeling, right? How are you going through your week? How are you keeping active? How are you keeping motivated? Hit the comments and let me know. There's a bunch of people on. Guys, welcome to the show. And if, if this is the first time you're listening, I do this every Wednesday at 9.30 in the morning where I bring on hospitality professionals, experts in the industry, and great conversations that you're going to learn to improve and grow yourself and grow your career. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to inspire you as operations, marketing, leadership, customer service, all these things that matter in our business right now and will in the future too. So guys, welcome to the show. And before we continue, guys, this week on Monday, I announced that I am going to be coaching. I'm going to give away 25 free 30-minute coaching calls and over 450 people now have signed up to be on the waiting list. And I had to pick the first 25 people and everybody else is like, guys, I sent an email saying, hey, you didn't make this first cut, but I will get to you. So I'm spending 25, for 25 people this week, I'm spending 30 minutes at least with each person mentoring them, coaching on leadership, something about the hotel hospitality space that I'm an expert at or I feel like I'm passionate about that I can help you with. Guys, thank you so much to all the people that have joined. My website that I'm currently in works with in, in production with is uh, rupesh.co. So you've probably seen it on a lot of my posts at the bottom. That was just kind of getting getting you used to kind of understanding wh what I'm doing and and where all this content that I'm, that I'm going to be sharing is going to sit, right? It's not going to be here on LinkedIn. It's going to be on this website, rupesh.co. If you want to get on the waiting list, 
to see when I launch and get notified when I launch, go to rupesh.co and enter your name and email. I'll send you a link as soon as we launch here. And it's, it's going to be exciting because there's a lot of, there's going to be courses, resources for, you know, leadership, customer service, marketing. Something I'm really passionate about is customer reviews. Guest reviews are super important to me. All of these things matter. If you're interested in learning, go to the rupesh.co right now or after the show and uh, put your name on the wait list. And I'll be happy to let you know when my website goes up. It's a membership website, uh, but I'm also going to be providing a lot of free resources, forms, cheat sheets, checklists, all these things that matter to all of us. Guys, all right, now onto the show. We have over 109 people and growing, 110. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this conversation. And don't forget, hit the like button if you want to win a $50 gift card before the end of the show and let us know where you're watching from and how you're feeling, right? A lot of people are feeling good. A lot of people have signed up for uh, educational courses, which is awesome. Everyone's saying they're feeling amazing. Uh, guys, comment. Let me know how you're feeling. Eric. All right, now onto the show, my first guest. I am super excited to talk to her. We And I want to thank her because this happened within like 24 to 48 hours where I had I wanted to talk about this and I was like, man, I, I you know, in the past I've been, my, my show has been out for like weeks and weeks as far as production. And this time I really wanted to get, get a star on because I think this is an important conversation that we all should be learning. And my first guest, I'm super excited to talk to her. Her name is Veronica Andrews. She is the digital or the director of digital data solutions for STR. And let me just bring her on real quick. Hold on. Uh, Hey, Veronica, how are you doing? I'm great, Rupesh, and so enthusiastic with your opening. Thanks so much for having me. It's it's two cups of coffee. <laughs> I blame it on the coffee. <laughs> and the six-mile run. <laughs> and the six-mile run. It was. I feel great. A lot of energy. All right. So you are you work at Star. You do. You're responsible for designing and delivering STR training programs. Uh, and so you're the perfect person to talk about this with your 20 years of revenue management experience on how hotels can decipher their star report. Because all the guys, if you are a GM or know of a GM, wink, wink, that doesn't fully understand the star report that you get in your inbox every Tuesday night, is that is it Tuesday at like 6 p.m.? What time is it exactly? Just about. Well, with our new digital platform, it can even be earlier, but about that time. And then it rolls uh, for a couple of hours yeah, so, around the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Tuesday is the day I'm like, all right, we have to figure out how we're doing in the air market, how we're doing uh, within, you know, what's going on, especially right now when things are like all over the place. One day you could have 70%. Like there have been days where my hotels have had 70% occupancy this in the past two weeks. And then it drops down to like five or six or 10. And you're like, what's going on? So you have to rely on some resources like str right the star report is huge for uncovering opportunities and thank you so much for joining us and kind of tell us about your background real quick sure uh, my pleasure and revenue management is a passion of mine certainly rupesh um my background of course is in revenue management prior primarily i started with the airlines and then moved over to hotels and um was on board in another lifetime, it feels like, as uh, certainly benchmarking and the STAR report came to fruition, as well as um, yield management being introduced into the uh, hospitality industry. Now we have demand forecasting and so much more. Um, so it's pretty exciting there. And my role really did involve a lot of instilling or creating revenue management cultures 
whether it was in a, a branded or more importantly, independent environment um, and of all hotel types, whether it was convention hotel, resorts, um, downtown hotels, full service, select service resorts. Mm -hmm. So you've seen it all and you see number, you look at numbers all the time and numbers yeah. matter right now, right? They do. And you know, the data doesn't stand alone. It tells the story and that's the best use of the data to be able to tell the story. And what do we have to do? We have to be able to read uh, certainly not only the star report as one resource, but pair that with other resources and um, uh, data points in order to get that full picture. And really we're just looking to apply whatever we learn from the current story to future selling strategies, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you, Veronica, in the past, people, leaders, hotel leaders that I looked up to, they were like, oh, what does your star report look like? And I would be like, oh, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how to read it. And honestly, a lot, I've surveyed quite a few people in the last year or two now. I'm like, hey, what do you think about your star report? And how do you, how are you reading your star report? And they're like, uh, and they st start getting frustrated and they start like freezing up and they start backing away from when I ask that question. And it's because they don't, fully understand the star report. They don't understand what that all those graphs and all the numbers mean. So today I'm happy for you to come on and share because I've made the mistake where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to read a star report. And there's a lot of GMs that are in that same predicament right now. Well, and you keep really good company in that respect. Um, so much of our resources of any kind, but particularly the star report and its history, so relied on, so integral in being able to make informed decisions. Uh, was handed off with tribal knowledge, right? From from your predecessor or from, oh, well, yeah, it was put in front of me in, in, in a meeting years ago. And um, being able to really step back and just take a refresh right now, I think is probably gonna be welcome to a lot of folks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so before we get into the STAR report, please tell us what the STAR report is for people that are independent, maybe that don't have, don't understand or don't know yeah. what a STAR report is, please explain. Be happy to. So STR is the company produces many different products and services, but the primary one that's used by hotels and relied on um, in our environment is the STAR report. So this is the uh, original Smith Travel Accommodations Report. It's an acronym that has become the product name. And what we do there is provide perspective, right? So any hotelier can know their own performance from their daily revenue reports, from their P&Ls. Uh, they can compare to budget or forecast or last year performance. However, to get that big picture, in revenue management terms, we need benchmarking. Whether we are selling sweaters, mining coal, right, running a hotel, we need to know outside of our own environment how well we're doing, get that pulse check, right? So the right. STAR report enables that because individual hoteliers, brands, management companies, and, and ownership groups will give STR, the trusted third party that we are, their performance data, right? And STRs basis is really uh, the wide breadth and depth of our census database is what we would call it. But that is the um, broad number of hotels that we are aware of that we track that exist around the world, right? So we have not only the supply side, right? What exists, then uh, our partners will give to us what sold, right? In the number of rooms sold or the rooms revenue generated. And that enables us then to use that raw data to calculate key metrics, those key performance indicators that define success and 
then talk about trajectory or movement because there's the real story, isn't it? It's all in how well we're growing and benchmarking against a defined competitive set. Right, so you collect all this data from independent hotels, franchise brands, and kind of put it all together. And it's really a lot, the, the report you get will be for your comp set. So for the people that you have selected in your market, so if there's 10 hotels or a hundred hotels, how, what's the maximum amount of hotels you can have on your star report? We wouldn't say there's a maximum, but there are certainly best practices from a revenue management perspective, right? There is a minimum requirement. And the reason there's a minimum requirement of four um, competitors would be so that we can maintain anonymity and then you get a good basis. So if you think of your own hotel's strengths and weaknesses, whether it's location, whether it's the um, types of hotel rooms you have or the demand based on your customers that want to come to your hotel for your brand or for your, um, for your own independent identity compared to your competitors, you'd have a minimum of four. I think typically what we see is anywhere from four to six. Sometimes there are more than that. Again, it's, it's all relative to the customer base you're trying to benchmark for, right? What, right. what business am I trying to capture and who are my competitors for that business? Right. And then in the past, they would say, if you want to take somebody off and you want to put somebody on, there's a, what's the rule? There's two, two hotels? Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a rule of two. Uh, we would have, uh, again, maintaining anonymity. Let's make a uh, simulated situation. There's four hotels in my competitive set. And I really want to add this fifth one. I, ha I have my eye on someone. Well, in order to do that and not isolate that single hotel, that new one, what we would want to do is uh, take one out and put that in. There's two. If I prefer, I could add two hotels. Maybe I want that one that I have my eye on, but there may be somebody else out there who has their eye on me and yeah. I'll go ahead and add them. So now there's two I can put in, right? Yeah. Or if I All had right. more than that, if I had six hotels and I chose to take uh, one out, I would have to take two out or one in, one out, something like that. Okay, great. So I we read our um, star report religiously every week we have to look at it we have to look at where we stand in the market we, where our rates are where our occupancies and then how we compare to people and this is what the star report does it tells you how you're doing right and so my question to all of you listening how often do you read your star report is it weekly or are you like hey i'll read it every month or i'll read it every six months or six weeks or every quarter please comment and let us know so we can all kind of learn um there isn't the perfect uh way of doing it based on like we were talking about your market where you are what your rates are what your competitors are if you're the only hotel in town do you still really need a star report veronica i would say again if i'm going to sell anything particularly perishable inventory i would want to benchmark i'd want to know well how are other properties like mine and like locations right uh, right and a bunch of people want some bellwether on which to gauge how well i'm doing Right. And most people, guys, comment. Let us know how often you read your uh, star report. Karen, Nicoletta, Deborah, John, Aaron, Mihir. Everybody says weekly, weekly, weekly. Absolutely. I think it's a week thing. Tuesday nights, it's like Christmas. Like, ah, it's here. It's in my inbox. I can't wait to read it and see how we did. Uh, wait, am I crazy <laughs> about this? Or is that is that somebody that's really passionate about something? <laughs> well, weekly makes sense for any hotel that's providing daily data, right? And and they will be able to get a weekly report so that their performance for, excuse me, the last seven days would be presented, uh, the last 28 day window would be presented. And then of course, at the end of the month, we'd have a monthly roll up. But weekly definitely 
um, is a good pulse check on how well did the strategies work that impacted those results. That's when I would use the weekly report in my past life, and that's when I would recommend it be used. Uh, we really want to uh, critique how well the strategies worked. If you think about it, you really put into action something, whether it was intentional or otherwise, at about 50 weeks out, when all the global distribution systems can pick up your inventory, right? So yeah. if you have a, an online presence, it'll be about 50 weeks worth of strategies. And usually as you get, particularly select services, you get closer in, you're probably tweaking those strategies. You're gonna tighten up um, if you're peaking in occupancy or in demand and capturing it, or if there's demand out there, you're not capturing, you might wanna take a look at um, any of those levers that you can pull. So I know we'll talk about RevPAR performance, revenue per available room. But let me emphasize, Rupesh, and I'm, I know you're going to be on board with this, that the things that as hoteliers that we can influence are occupancy and ADR, right? So in occupancy, it's all about distribution. We have strategies for um, deploying the different inventory types that we have. We right. have, you know, sales and marketing efforts for that. An average rate, we've got prevailing rates, even best available rates, but distribution channels, once again, negotiated rates. Um, every weekday weekend pricing, everything that can influence average rate or occupancy are the levers that we want to concentrate on. And then RevPAR takes care of itself. So again, when I get to the weekly report and I'm looking weekly at my performance, I'm looking to see how well do those strategies execute. Um, and without pontificating, you know, the examples really are, here's a strategy. I'm looking at my results and I'm looking at the results compared to the comp set. And you know what? They worked. Okay, great. I executed yeah. the nth degree. They worked. What other demand period do I have that I can employ this same strategy? Or maybe, wow, we executed that strategy exactly how we defined it and we didn't get the results we wanted. How are we going to tweak it up? More, right, right. We had a really good strategy. We didn't get the resort results we wanted. Maybe we didn't execute the way we, we should have. Right. So if I'm a revenue leader and I'm having these weekly strategy meetings, you could be sure, particularly at at hotels that have very, have very complex inventory or or customer base or marketing efforts that are going to be brand new um, for any kind of hotel. That revenue leader and their team needs to spend time executing the decisions that were made at the weekly meeting immediately after. So there's no lag time and that you can't fall back on the critique or need to call out. Well, we had a really good strategy. We didn't execute the way we want it. Now let's tweak it up and improve on the execution and try it again. Yeah. So right, right. The different things on a weekly basis, I would make sure um, get proven in the in the star reporting. Okay, good. Well, you know what? Speaking of star and speaking of the 10 different things that people should be looking at when they're pulling up a star report, not just like pulling their hair out, like, oh, I don't know what to do, or I don't know where to start. Let's look, let's pull up a, a, a sample star report. Hang on. And let's okay. kind of go through the steps on how to actually read it because we're confused. Okay. I'm going to be honest. There's times where in the past I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I want to be honest with you guys. And and so, uh, all right. So here's a sample of, of a star report. Let me just mm -hmm. pull it up at the beginning. Here's your disclaimer over here. <laughs> and uh, thank you. There. All right. So here's a star report. Mm -hmm. uh, I I feel like we're in a Brady Bunch right now. Can I, can you can you see me? I could see you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But thanks for the visual there. Appreciate it. Um, we want to make sure that um, you know there's some 
uh, visual aid to the talking points. But the first thing I would point out that um, looking at the monthly report, the reason I would emphasize this first is because this is the foundation for understanding your historical performance over time. Um, the monthly uh, report would tie to your P&Ls. Uh, the monthly report would uh, be the place where I go to not only analyze historical performance, but identify potential revenue opportunities for this same month next year. Now, I know we're in a very different environment right now in 2020. So maybe I'd be looking at my 2019 and see if it could or will be like my demand period for 2021. Or maybe I'll be looking at my 2020 report and say, okay, what influenced these results? What's going to change it up and so forth? and have a good critique. So on a monthly basis, it's where I'm looking to identify potential revenue opportunities. And I have the number one there because RevPAR is the measure um, that's recognized by the industry. It's revenue per available room and it, and it really um, levels the playing field. So that particular metric is you know, taking occupancy, which of course is the measure of the number of rooms sold uh, against the number of rooms available and the average rate, all of the room revenue, uh, spread across the number of rooms sold, but revenue per available room allows, let's pretend my hotel of 200 rooms, uh, comparing to your hotel of 100 rooms, right? I'd have to sell two rooms for every one just to maintain same occupancy. RevPAR yeah. will help uh, level that playing field, right? Revenue per available room, and it's a metric right. where as an owner, I can know what's the return on my investment at the top line and what should be flowing through to the bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, the other, the other point, I'm going to move right into the second point here, which would be an important place to focus, and that would be the, the indices, right? So now we have the basic metric, <laughs> occupancy, average rate, and RevPAR uh, performance. But if we take my property's performance and I compare it to the competitive set's average, I'll get my index. So in textbook fashion, uh, a 100 index means everybody's getting their fair share. Right. So in occupancy, it's market penetration index or MPI. All I'm going to do to calculate that is take my property occupancy divided by the average occupancy of the comp set. And there you have my market penetration index. Did I steal share as far as heads and beds are concerned? What were the strategies I had in place for that? For average rate index or ARI, all I'm doing is taking my daily, my average rate and dividing it by the comp sets average rate. Yeah. And then finally, for RevPAR index, which it's affectionately known, it's actually Revenue Generation Index or RGI. <laughs> I'm going to take my RevPAR and divide it by the CompSets RevPAR. And so these indices tell me whether I'm stealing share or not. Am I getting better than my fair share? If it's better than 100, I'm outperforming the competitive set. If my index of any kind is less than 100, then I'm underperforming to the competitive set. So the indexes are really saying, how well did I compare to the competitive set, right? How well am I doing right. to my competitors? Um, the real story is really down below. So if I were to move on to the third tip, it would be fine. Let me know what my norms are as far as my indices are concerned. Um, my market penetration average rate or my rev per index, but let me go down below. And that percent change is taking this month's performance and comparing it to the same month last year is all about growth. Think anytime you see percent change, think growth, right? So that's 
trajectory. That's how well am I doing compared to the comp set, but really what's my movement? We all want to see positive movement, right? We want to see growth. So right. we want to see positive growth. Now I'm going to show you tip number four, which is how I like to use the star report in reading it. I will read from right to left. Okay. And the reason I'm going to do that is because I want to, I want the strength of the story. And in order to get to that, I need to be concentrating on how well I perform to the comp set in growth. Right. So I'm going to be at the bottom half of this report. And if I'm only looking at the current month, Let's take a look at that. And I've got my um, my revenue generation index growth. So let's break that down. My property, my property's rev par of $140.91 grew 7.7% over last year, right? So that's higher than I performed in the same month last year. Whereas the comp set at $117, while lower than me in rev par performance, actually grew 9.5%. So they grew more than me. That's the whole perspective, right? So that's why my revenue generation index growth is negative. It's because my growth of 7.7% is less than the comp sets growth of 9.5%. Right. Right. Now talk about the levers. The reason I'll read from right to left is because I want to know how well am I doing in my rev par growth, right? My rev par uh, index growth but through the levers, what mostly influenced that? So I'm going to go over and I'm going to say, well, average rate had a positive, uh, had a, I'm sorry, had a negative movement as far as my growth compared to the comp set. And then my occupancy actually had a positive growth, right? So what mostly influenced my underperformance to the comp set, even though I grew, it would have been average rate in this instance. Right, right. Right. Okay. Yep. And then yeah. the longer term trends, just just so you know, you do want to study every month looking at the current month, but the longer term trends, I love running 12 month averages because that's taking the most recent 12 month window. In this case, it would have been from July of the year before through June of this year and right. uh, neutralizes seasonality if there is any. So right now, you're, Veronica, you're saying everyone's pulling up the star report and everything is down compared to last year. And, mm -hmm. and what, what's kind of the average you're seeing across markets um, as far as there's no growth, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there's no growth. It's 50 to 90%, depending on where you are. And you're, you know, we have top 25 markets that we watch very closely. These are your major gateway cities, right? New York, Chicago, LA, and so forth. Um, we'll have, um, the outliers, certainly in airport locations, they've taken a really big hit. Um, then you move out into suburban or small town metro areas. Um, they really didn't have a lot of movement to be able to drop, but people just aren't traveling, whether it's group business or uh, individual travel or leisure of any kind. So we're seeing um, uh, major drops in occupancy. Um, average rate right now would be what I would call an artificial benchmark if I were to, to be in the same period next year and looking back, because a lot of average rate right now that is being reported is primarily due to um, either uh, rooms that have been negotiated for first responders or being used to house homeless in some metro areas. Um, could be that there are individuals that just can't be home either to work from home or to live from home while they're quarantining, right? So mm -hmm. there are reasons that are really dictating these um, lower rates for uh, the occupied rooms.
Okay, I understand. Yeah. And I, I feel like we look at our report and we're like, oh my God, but this is a perfect opportunity for you to say, are we in line with our market? Like, are we totally above because you're doing some marketing strategies or you have this business coming in? Or are you on the other side of that where you're like, why is everybody else at this uh, at this rate in occupancy and we're not? And so you kind of have to understand what's happening in your market, right? And right. this is a good good time to read your star report and understand it. It's not like, oh, we're slow and don't worry about it and don't read it, right? Yeah. Does anybody does anybody agree on that? If you agree on that, hit the like button and comment. And by the way, guess what? By the end of the show, we're still giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to the person that's most engaging, the most uh, active here. So guys, definitely appreciate your comments and ask a question for to Veronica. You know, we she's the expert here. She can answer your questions with that you that you have about your report and maybe how to read it a little bit better, or maybe you have questions about your comp set, right? Uh, Veronica, are you okay with some of these questions? Yes, I am. If you'll just call them out to me as I'm focused on the on the visuals there and you, of course, um, and having this conversation. The other thing, as far as using the report or now that we're anyone focusing on reading the report with a different perspective, now's a good time to go back to prior reports, say starting January of 2019 and take the whole year and really critique and go through these tips that will help uh, prime us for the return of uh, travel. Right. 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 I definitely agree yeah. on that. All right. So this next one drives me crazy because I don't know what to look at first. And yeah. I'm like, ah, like, what are all these? What, what, what is all of this? <laughs> you know, on a, on a uh, full uh, star report, you can have up to 10,000 data points in, in a star report. So it is inundating. I've always advocated. Let's eat the beast one bite at a time. Now, what we're looking at here is uh, daily reporting, right? So it happens to come from the monthly report, but you'll find one that's nearly identical on the weekly reports. And I know you're all used to looking at it. The difference might be that you're looking at a most recent 28 day window with the most recent week over on the right, and mm -hmm. it rolls as opposed to a static month from the first to the last day of the month. But I always work this the same way. And here's my recommendations. The first thing, very old school, if you've got a, an Excel or PDF version of the star report, take a highlighter, just go on down the split out your weekdays and weekends, right? Because so many of us, particularly in a, in a select service environment, have weekday weekend pricing, right? And we can have different demand patterns. You can have different customer bases uh, right, right. weekday and weekend. So that's the first thing I like to do. Just go ahead and highlight them because I can then begin to look at weekly snapshots because I visit my report weekly. I can look at weekly snapshots and really see, okay, here's what the results were. And again, be very specific about what strategies impacted these. If I have group business, you know, I'm looking at lost group business logs. You know that I'm looking at my turndowns and my regrets. I'm looking at um, my occupancy by room type or what effort was made at the front desk for upsell if there's upsell opportunity. So that's point number five. The point number six is kind of an Excel tip if you do have this in Excel, but otherwise you can do this with a highlighter. If you were to click on any one of the lines uh, on the graph up above, you will highlight, as I have for you in blue there, what is being mapped up above. So it's really important. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of folks that think what we're mapping up above and it doesn't make sense is the actual occupancy or average rate or RevPAR performance. <coughs> then, well, I know it's not mine, so is it the competitions? And it's not, it's neither of those. 
you look at the black dotted line, that would be fair share in textbook fashion. If the norm was everybody got their fair share, then all of my indices would be aligned with that black dotted line because that's the, the 100 index. What's being mapped is how well your property performed compared to the comp set. It's the indices that are being mapped, right? So the, the one line will be obviously my rev part index or revenue generation index. And that's what I've highlighted. If you click on any one of those lines in Excel format, it'll highlight what's being mapped to remind you. So some people are driven by tables and they can see. Others just look at the graphs, use the visuals and know that anytime that your index is above the black dotted line, you stole share. If mm -hmm. it's Below the line, then you underperform to the comp set. And you want to think about what impacted those results. Was it something that I did for or didn't do to impact my own results? Or was it some stellar performance by the comp set that um, enabled them to really steal share? So that's kind of two tips here. There are so many more on this particular report. But again, some people gravitate to tables. The others will be to the to the graphs. Um, on this one, I, I work... Uh, from I use the graph, but then I'm, I'll use RevPAR and move right on up to ADR and occupancy and see which one of those levers uh, for the month on a regular basis most influences my my RevPAR. Okay, so you're saying that there's an Excel version of this too, because you know for a lot yeah. of brands they get the PDF version mm -hmm. emailed to them uh, within their system. And yeah. uh, how do we get access to this uh, so-called Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> well, well, when when I was challenged by also receiving just PDF uh, format, I would use other software to convert it to Excel, just letting you know. And then, uh -huh. then we have all that capability. Um, that is all negotiated through um, STR and the brands and how they receive the results for every one of the hotels, because many a ho branded hotel particularly in the select service arena, um, will have the star report as part of their uh, franchise agreement, right? Mm -hmm. So they are going to get that report on a complimentary basis, if you want to think of it that way, through the brand. And so in order for them to generate it and get that out, traditionally it's been through PDF. But, you, but there are some that will have it and receive it even in Excel version of the star report or our new digital platform online on demand anytime. Right. And I think, should we go into the digital or should we wait for that? Kind of Because I know you alluded to that yesterday when we were talking about the digital and I knew nothing about it because, you know, we have brands that get the traditional um, yeah. PDF. And yes. guys, comment, let us know where are you actually getting the PDF? Are you reading the PDF or are you getting in an Excel format? I would like, I think this is a good, you know, poll that we kind of understand what's, what's happening at your yeah. property. Uh, so comment, let us know. Yeah. And there are, again, it's a, it's a small investment. I know money is tight right now, but it's a very small investment for um, uh, different softwares that can convert a PDF to Excel if you're really pressed. Otherwise, just use your highlighter there, mark up your reports mm -hmm. and then uh, go in that route. <laughs> okay, good. If you're on this platform. Now, I know I have one other place um, that I would highly recommend visited and the star reporting. And then, yeah, let's let's talk about the digital platform just so that people are aware. Again, this is an educational forum. So um, we like to make sure that everybody's um, aware of what's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, All right. So Let's move on to the uh, to this this report here. Kind of shows you by segment. Mm. Um, pretty interesting and often confusing for a lot of GMs and a lot of leaders. Um, and real quick, 
there's quite a, it's actually a mix there's a, a mix actually a bunch of people are saying pdf a bunch of people are saying excel this is nice this is good to hear mm -hmm. um they're, yeah. they're saying some are saying both which is great guys thank you so much for letting us know and um all right let's 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 continue the conversation good all right well this is a summary report if if in the old school i had one page i had to take with me to a meeting this might be it right fool you because most people would go to the glance tab right or they take that daily report right. this one particularly during budgeting and marketing plan planning season um, becomes in very handy. And I always recommend that, that um, individuals look at this report at least quarterly, right? At least quarterly. That way during oh. that annual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Say that one more time because September is going to roll around really quick and it's going to be budget season. And mm -hmm. then you're going to not bring the right report because you brought the first page or the two pages and, mm -hmm. and your leaders or whoever you're trying to uh, explain this. And guys, this is a great way to explain your budget that's coming up here in the next in the next well, few months that hey this is what it, we're use it in the in the uh budget discussions right in in the planning to really get an idea of what's going on um or in the prep for those for those meetings i really like this report because it's giving me good bellwethers and benchmarks beyond what i'm used to looking at which is my own property's performance and that of my competitive set Right. So that's one reason. The, and the other is, again, look at it quarterly because then you'll be familiar with it as you move on. And there's lots of insights here worthy of looking at monthly. But um, let's take a look at tip number seven. Take a look at that, because the first line will always be your own property's performance. And the, the bottom will always be your competitive set. Right. In between there, think in terms of concentric geographic spheres, if you will, starting with your own property as the center of the universe. If I'm looking at this one, I'm going to move to the STR submarket of hotels that are most like mine. So in this mm -hmm. simulated data, it's a mid-scale um, uh, branded hotel and the submarket. I'm in I'm in the Nashville area in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Right. So let's just say that that happened to be uh, Nashville. Uh, airport. So that would be all of the hotels that are most like mine in the mid-scale branded arena in the airport location. Then if I move up, now it would be a benchmark of, uh, of the results for all of the hotels in the Nashville airport area. From there, mm -hmm. we move up and we're looking at now all of Nashville market, but again, hotels that are most like mine. Now it would have moved from scale to class not to be confused, but it is, this is just simulated data as an example. The difference between scale and class, scale will be the branded hotels. Once I get to class, now I'm pulling in the independent properties as well. But notice in this sphere on my report here, it's the national market of mid-scale hotels, whether they're branded or independent. And then finally, hmm. I've got the full market. How's Nashville doing? Yeah. Now your markets and submarkets will be clearly identified here, right? And think again, you are the center of the universe and this, then each of those will be the, the geographic circle or sphere that is most near you. So that breaks mm. down what I'm looking at, right? And I okay. really like that because what I moved to tip eight, now I realize, great, I have all the timestamps I'm used to looking at and the growth, right? What's happening in the long term? or the individual month, right? I'm looking at the trends for not only my property and the comp set, but each of those spheres 
for their performance as well as the growth over the same time last year. So the trajectory, right? That movement and how fast, you know, some of them are moving faster than others. So I got a little velocity going there. (laughs) Then found nowhere else in the star report. Tip number nine, love this. This is really handy right now. If you really want to understand what's happening in the market and speak to it to senior leadership or to ownership, look at tip number nine, because supply in STR speak are the physical capacity of rooms that are available, right? Physical capacity. However, what we're looking at is the change in supply. So over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of hotel growth, new hotel openings, right? Mm -hmm. So that impacted results for what was available to sell. You had to generate more demand or steal steal share in order to fill new rooms, right? Now, Mm -hmm. or, or compete with them. But if you move down to the middle there, the change in demand, change in demand is the change in the number of rooms sold. This would not, for anybody who's impacted by conventions or deal with negotiated groups, you might have complimentary rooms in there. It does not include comp rooms, but the number of rooms sold, right? That change in demand, really key. And don't you love it? Because it's really telling you, um, I grew in this case, you know, 10% in this particular month in the number of rooms sold, that's heads and beds. Whereas my competitors barely grew, but take a look at that. If I were to branch out beyond my competitors and take a look at the branded hotels in my submarket, oh, I'm kind of on par with them, aren't I? Yeah. Just looking at the month. So that change in the number of rooms sold. And then right behind it, the change in the room's revenue. So that's growth. I'm talking about change. I'm talking about growth. So the growth in room's revenue is, is indicated right below it. And that gives you a good gauge whether you don't want to look at a metric like average rate. Um, you can definitely be looking at how much money was in the pot to steal. I understand. All right, good, okay. good. All right. Yep. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate this page. Yeah. This PDF. Well, and there you can see we've got you know a big strong base of hotels um, that report to STR and the physical supply of inventory. If you're looking at tip number ten, I would bring you to the pipeline and what you have there is what's under construction. So in my market, it would be. The num under construction would be the number of hotels and the number of rooms in those hotels that are currently under construction. I should already know that with my on the ground intel. I should be able to see the construction workers. I know the ground is broken. It's happening, right? Over to the right of that is the planning stage. So that's the number of hotels and the number of rooms in the hotels that are soon to come onto market. They will begin construction in the next, say, 12 to 13 months. Well, that's preparation I need to be making now because that's new competition for me. And I think Mm -hmm. that on the ground intel that you pair with this data is really important because you can really get a good idea um, either through your sales force by doing your own networking or research or certainly looking at the brands or ownership to say, well, what are those properties, right? And how each one of them that account for those rooms to know whether they're really going to be a direct competitor or not, or will they hurt one of your competitors more than you? And you can start to anticipate um, improvement or change to your own results for the same period next year. Right. And Veronica, in this pipeline, is it all bit scale particular for this uh, presentation or for this report? Yeah, it's it everything. The full market, you'll see whenever, whenever it's not further defined by scale or class, it'll say market. And it, in, in this area, it's always market full. Okay. Is so, there a, is there a way to get like any mid-scale properties under construction in my market or my my area or my city or? Market, you can, you, know? you can, yes. We have, um, 
two vehicles, I would say. The first and foremost would be our trend report. So those are for purchase and you can get and pipeline reports, which will give you every detail that you could possibly want about um, the individual hotels, the anticipated brands, anticipated opening dates, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're at in their phase, you know, if they're, if they're close to beginning construction or they're a little further out. Um, the other would be uh, reverse comp sets. Now that's a complimentary offer here in the US. Simply reach out to support at str.com. My recommendation is that that exercise be done on a, once a year, either reverse, the the year, reverse, comp set. reverse comp set. That's a request. And what you'll get is a list of hotels that has your hotel oh, yeah. in its sites. So yeah. when a hotel is being built or close to opening, often they will define a competitive set, right? And so they'll already have you in their sites. That's a clue as to, oh, wow, look at that hotel. Now, yeah. if they don't intend to have you as a competitor, you won't find them on that report. Yeah, and this is good right now where maybe you haven't changed your comp set in years and hotels have come into the market. You never did anything. You might be getting the wrong information. Uh, pulling up on your report. This is a perfect time to do that reverse and, and understand who's watching you. And and so, you know, it's not going to be like one particular hotel. It's like the whole group, right? You no, know, it's everybody. And it'll and the report actually tells you whether you are defined in their primary comp set or maybe they have uh, a secondary or a third. It's really handy. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And there's a whole exercise that we could go through on best practices, just using your reverse comp set. Yeah, it's Ooh, available here in the U.S. This is part two. I already see something coming on as far as, far as part two. I think people, guys, have you appreciated this much information so far from Veronica and what she's taught you? A lot of people are saying they didn't understand this pipeline, which is awesome. A lot of people don't understand like some of these uh, reports. And, and it, this has been really amazing to kind of just share and uncover some of these opportunities that, you know, we could be pulling up uh, for our hotels, right? Um, mm -hmm. Guys, hit the comments, let us know. Uh, let me see if there's any. All right, so there are some comments and questions that are coming in. Okay. Veronica, is there anything else besides these 10 things that you currently can share? I know we don't have that much time. Well, just again, any insights that you glean from navigating the, the STAR report and paired with any other resource you have, whether it's you know your P&Ls or, or secondary systems, use it to employ for strategies against the same time next year or other demand periods that are like that. Use the data. Right. Um, thank you for the digital platform, just so that people are aware. Um, the digital platform is online on demand star reporting. It take it doesn't cost anything more. It's just a different vehicle. And uh, we are working to move everybody there. But right now, the brands in particular and some of the very larger management or ownership groups, uh, asset management companies are not ready to make the transition or they're working on it. And of course, Hotel News Now is a great source or resource of all that data that we collect and we put out there to speak to the industry results. Thanks. Awesome. So you're, you're sharing all of it on hotelnewsnow.com. Mm -hmm. um, and guys, this has been awesome. I, a lot of people are saying, yes, this has been amazing. They already want part two, Veronica. <laughs> they, want, they want it like they're going to demand it now. And I'm going to probably get a bunch of inbox messages saying, hey, we want that part two ASAP. Because people, uh, I, here, here's what I learned. All of these people that are on they all want to learn. They want to continue growing their 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 uh, their backgrounds, their skills, and this is a perfect time to do it, guys. And I love that you guys are on. You guys are the ones that are going to stand out 
above everybody else when the market does come back and when you're trying to grow your career, right? Um, I love that you guys continue learning. And uh, Veronica, this has been amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, please connect Please connect with her on LinkedIn. Please connect her with her through her training that she does with STAR. Uh, how else can people connect with you, uh, Veronica? I think these are the best ways. Uh, and certainly the, the team at STR mm -hmm. is well aware of uh, those of us that are available to uh, provide training or resources of any kind. Reach out. We'll get creative right now in particular as these times call for the hotel leaders to be creative. We are as well. There's a lot that we're doing here like this answering that will be no charge. We'd love to be able to uh, assist. There, there are other more in-depth trainings and, and resources available as far as consulting and so forth. But right now, let's see what we can do to help uh, get through this period and prepare for the, the industry to bounce back. Personal question, how are you staying positive? How am I doing it? Uh, well, engaging, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my, um, daily work at STR was engaging with the industry, right? And I might be out presenting industry results or conducting and facilitating training. And now so much more of it is this face-to-face -face as opposed to in-person face-to-face. So I'm really rejuvenated by connecting. So please reach out. I love it. Um, and then also exercise, absolutely. Getting out and walking and um, really making sure that we're staying healthy uh, by keeping our distance. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This has been amazing. Guys, we're not done yet, right? We said the 10 hacks when you have a revenue management meeting. And guys, thank you so much to all the wonderful people that are still on. Like you guys have been on for almost an hour because you want to learn, right? All right. So our next guest, Veronica, do you want to stay on and kind of continue the conversation with the revenue managers that are going to come on? Sure. Let me take a back seat. <laughs> okay. Nope. We're all, we're all this together. We're going to share content together. All right. Here we go. Our next guest, and let me make sure I get this right. I'm going to already mess his name up. I already know it. <clears throat> David, is, we've been following each other on here on social media for quite some time. He's a revenue manager. Welcome, David, to the show. Reven, uh, David Men. No, no. How do you say your last name? I was going to mess it up. It's all right. Nobody ever says it right. It's Mignano. Hey, Rapesh. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? On. Absolutely. And then our, our, our next guest that we have, another person coming on, is Vicki Callahan. And she is the vice president of revenue generation for her brand new role at Peachtree <laughs> Hospitality. Shout out to Peachtree uh, for uh, having you know you guys come together. And Vicki, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. All right. So the conversation about the, the hacks, you guys are going to give me some hacks and you give us all of his hacks. It is, what are some things that people should be doing in their revenue management meeting? And we'll go ahead and actually I'll just start guys start having revenue management meetings, right? <laughs> it's, I go to so many hotels, I go to so many hotel companies and, and talk to them with their managers and I'm talking about leadership. I'm, I'm talking about customer reviews. I'm talking about all these different things. And then I'm, I get to, hey, when are you doing your weekly uh, revenue calls? And they're like, uh, we don't do one. We do one once a month or every quarter. I'm like, ah, you're not, you don't get the point. I mean, that's why the star report comes out every week, right? because we have to be on top of our revenue. We have to be on top of our optimization of our hotel. And that starts with getting together with either within the property, you can have an assistant general manager and yourself sit down together, right? You can have your revenue or your, your operations person for your company come together on a weekly call. You can have a bunch of people, the owner, 
talking, you know, uh, I sit in revenue calls every week and we spend three hours talking about revenue and talking about a lot of different things in our call, right? And so the number one thing I recommend as a hack is have <coughs> have actually a call that you sit down, you do it weekly, you do it religiously because there's so many times where you don't do anything and all of a sudden you it gets down to like six months through the year or halfway through the year, like, how's our revenue? And you're like, oh, we're down. They're like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And then you know, then you have to catch up. And if you have revenue meetings, you know where everybody's going. You know where the goals are. That's my hack. Uh, Vicky, we'll start with you. You know, I have so many hacks, um, but you know, I I think I start with identify a leader for your weekly strategy meeting. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to take ownership of the strategy, and if you have a director of revenue. Uh, general manager, um, you know, if if somebody has ownership of it, they'll take the time to ensure that those calls happen. Um, and then, you know, I think part of that is just making sure that whoever you invite to your strategy meetings, um, and and I highly recommend, you know, you got to have them, but have them weekly. You know, we've we've in my past history, we've had hotels that have had daily. Uh, revenue calls that last 15 to 20 minutes, just yeah. because when things change, you know, if you have a renovation hotel, if it changes very quickly, then you need those 15, 20 minutes a day because strategy can be changing every day. Um, so, you know, somebody taking that leadership role in the revenue strategy meeting and then taking the attendees and telling them, bring one or two ideas to the meeting every week you know, and, and use the platform that there's no bad idea. Um, you know, I think uh, oftentimes people don't speak up because they're afraid that, oh, maybe it's not such a great idea. Um, so, you know, those are two of the really, I think, important things, particularly now, because I think the revenue strategy meeting is changing completely. Right. I'm going to, you know what, it, would anybody, after we get done with this, I think that we should do a checklist for everybody. I'm going to create a checklist and give it to you guys. So that way you can come back and not have to re find where this part of the video was and, and kind of jot it down. Guys, I'll create a, a PDF and we'll send it to you right at, or sometime this week of what the hacks are, right? I think it's valuable that people understand. All right, Dave, what do you think, what's an, a hack or two that you can recommend for people that are trying to put a meeting together? and um, and they need to do these things. What are some things? I think one of the most important things is really to understand your audience. Uh, so as Vicky said, you know, you have to have a certain person who's gonna be in that leadership role to drive that meeting. But then understand who's going to be joining the call. Uh, is it your GM and your regional? Is your owner joining? Is an asset management team joining? And what are they looking to hear? Um, some calls may wanna hear very down detailed oriented stuff. Some calls may want to just hear kind of a general overview. Hey, what did we do? How did we do? What what are we going to do? And that's really it. So understanding your audience um, and tailoring your call to that audience so that it can be productive. I love what Vicky said about making sure that other people are involved. So it's not just me as a revenue manager speaking on the call. Hey, get sales involved, get marketing involved, get Operations involved. If maybe we have an upsell program that we're, we want to try to run out there. How is operations going to be involved? So it's certainly not just a, a one-lined or one-streamed conversation, but uh, having that understanding of how to market it to your target audience, meaning you're obviously your internal team, I think that's extremely important. Right, right. What else? What else? Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> Veronica did a great job with uh, breaking down the star part for us and understanding star. 
the first thing I do on my calls is look at our past week's star report, breaking it down by, you know, by the market, by segmentation, um, kind of drilling deep into the report, but then also using my other reports to kind of explain what star read. So, okay, we'll read star report and say, okay, our occupancy was this, our ADR was this, the comp said did that. But then we're going to go with details and look at our personal market segmentation. Okay, here's the segments that really did well for us. Uh, are those the segments that typically do well for us? Did we have a segment that came out of nowhere? Or do we have a segment that typically does well for us and did not produce well for us now? And why? Then yeah. you can drill further into that. Okay, well, now we know our corporate uh, our corporate business segment was was good. Let's drill down into BT. Okay, here's our different business accounts. Now, our typical company X does 50 rooms every week. Well, this week they did 12. Why? Maybe we know, maybe we don't. But having that understanding and asking that question of why is really the number one thing going into these meetings. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and Veronica, do you have a, a hack that you want to add to this? Sure. <laughs> um, from my past life, another uh, certainly getting all the voices that need to be heard and represented at the table big time. Agree with both of you on that. Another would be look at the calendar. It seems so simple, but I'm going to go back to data. I may have a weekend this year that fell half into last month, last year, we're dealing with leap year right now, right? So, yeah. so uh, that happened to land on a weekend. And how did that influence the monthly results? Um, if I'm looking at monthly results at this weekly meeting, I'm going to look to see, did I have four weekends this, this year and four and a half last year or five weekend, right? What influence results um, so that I'm there? And then to your point, David, right, was there anything extraordinary? Was there a notable event this year versus last year on those dates in that week um, that impacted results? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think I agree with all of those things. And guys, I'm going to ask you for some more hacks. So keep thinking about those. All right. So here's one more thing that I would recommend in our weekly meetings. You know, it's just, it's a general manager's meeting that we have. We talk about, you know, inside the revenue meeting, it, it's important because you're trying to understand what's happening and why things have shifted. Like David was saying is understand what's going on with your employees, right? There might be something that happened with your, with your staff. So I always ask what, what are these staff issues, uh, staffing issues? Because that could have affected your revenue coming in and, and maybe a new person started the front desk or a, a department and that affected revenue, you know, reservations. That could have affected revenue. You're like, oh, what happened this week or last week? <clears throat> Definitely ask those questions. Also ask the question of what uh, guest issues there were, right? We always ask you like, what happened? What Were there any guest issues? Because those could affect your revenues in the future, right? We're talking about reviews that could... Uh, negatively affect your hotel. So questions that you're asking, and these are hacks, right? And and one other thing that I do, um, I'm going to give you a third one, is we, every day, we get a, uh, I don't know if this still, if, if there's an easier way to do it for you guys, but if, and if anybody knows, every day, our GMs get a e-fax with the data or the data from last night. So the entire audit report, everything comes into a nice little bundle, nice little PDF to tell you what was going on and uh, how many rooms they sold and kind of the issues and kind of make sure that audit went through properly. Is that still happening at your hotel guys? Comment, let us know. And uh, Vicky, is that what you guys are doing right now as far as, uh, or in your history, is that how the general manager, instead of walking into the door, he or she can wake up in the middle of the night and be like, it's five o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. Not, I, not, 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 it's already ran and I'm going to pull up 
uh, to see uh, how many rooms we sold or what the occupancy level was or how many walk-ins we had. So all those that, all those key KPIs that matter to us. And um, we use eFacts, right? Uh, there's a bunch of different tools right now. What do you recommend? What do you guys do? So we have, I mean, historically, there's just a packet of information. I think that there's so many pieces that are important to reviewing just revenue performance. It can be your overall performance, but it can also be stuff like, you know, your no-show revenues, your um, cancellations from the day before, because a lot of, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen right now with everything going on. But historically, when there were cancellation fees and um, things that really mattered at the bottom line, you know, they would review those. They would uh, talk about no-shows, who's coming, who's not coming, who do we bill, um, you know, those are very important things. And we had the directors of revenue sending out a daily that, you know, those dailies were just kind of that spark that was the beginning of their weekly strategy meetings. The daily report was just saying, here's what we did. Here's some key strategy changes we made yesterday. You know, we, we really put it in the directors of revenue hands to change those strategies, you know, uh, years ago when when revenue management started i think a lot of the directors of revenue were were really just taskmasters you know whoever <coughs> a gm would have an idea i want to change this price i want to do this but you know the, the development of this position in revenue management has changed so much and these guys are strategy drivers and that's what you need in your hotel particularly right now but you know i think another hack is you know we've talked about the history and reviewing the history uh, one of the biggest things that I had my team focus on was the future. You know, yeah. if, if you, you can, you can spend your 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes understanding what's happened, but if you do not understand what's on the books moving forward, you can't really impact it. Um, and you know, what we have found particularly in the last 60 days is those future reports. And I don't know, you know, we, we use, um, a product called, uh, demand 360. There's there's probably other products, you know, pace reports um, that are brand driven um, that the mm -hmm. hotels can use as well. But you know, understanding what those what's on the books by segment is key to you being able to focus your marketing efforts. So you know, if, if I, and I'll tell you <laughs> what I've seen in a lot of the hotels in the last 30, 60 days is the segmentation is really changing. Um, you know, the, the customers that are actually on the books and who are booking right now, you need to understand, you know, we've we've even watched um, a lot of the booking patterns. And I think this is really important for a hotel. Watch your booking patterns day to day and what segments book, because that's where, you know, the demand is coming from. We all have yield systems that we work off of. But, you know, just understanding that simple, basic thing will help you understand where you need to get your digital and e-commerce people involved. Yeah, double down on that marketing. If you know that yeah. one channel is working, whew, go spend three yeah. times as much on that on that because you're going to get a lot more of that business. And that's what we've kind of done in some of these channels, uh, in some of these markets. And I I really believe in that. I think it's not. This is not the time. And I've talked about this in the past. This is not the time for us to cancel everything, but really look at, like, dive into these different things that are bringing different segments that are bringing business in and double down on those triple down on those because those is that's, that's how you're going to get the uh the revenues right you're not just going to wait and cancel your marketing plans and your budgets and your ad budgets and some of those things double down on some of these that are working right right and David. if you have if you have the opportunity and i know not every hotel has this information but you know uh, a friend of mine bianca Barga actually mentioned this in, uh, in something she was doing where right now is a great time if you have the access to seeing 
who's just at least searching your hotel if you have the ability to see where uh, your clicks are coming from because people may not be booking and they may not be traveling but they're definitely still searching uh, right. and if you can figure out who's searching your hotel whether it's your local market international market what segmentation that comes from those are probably going to be your early bookers when things get better uh, how, how do you search how do you search how do you find that uh, data it all depends really on, on what you have offered to you. I mean, Google, Google Analytics, obviously, if you have that on your you know, website, that's mm -hmm. an easy way to figure that information out. Yes. Uh, if you work on a branded hotel, sorry if you guys hear the kids screaming in the background, <laughs> the, the perils of working from home with two young kids. <laughs> we appreciate uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, really, whoever, whoever you channel that information, uh, make sure you're still looking at that and, and understand that so that those can be your early returns when we start getting things back open. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. Well, all right, so we have the three, I wrote down three, uh, Demand360. What are the reporting? I mean, you know, when you're talking about revenue management every week and you're talking about looking at numbers, yeah, we're looking at the star. We're also looking at our pace report. You know, this week, uh, the next couple of weeks, a month out, 60 days out, 90 days out, and seeing where we're pacing and what's coming in and where which channels are coming in, right? Uh, and a lot of this is coming from our brand, but hotels that don't have a brand support or a uh, a system to go by, how can they continue doing and pulling a report? If you, I know we wrote down Demand360. Are there any other tools that you guys recommend for Pace? I mean, if you don't have a report like Demand360, um, I would work on finding something, uh, I mean, working with a company. I mean, there are plenty of companies out there that do offer revenue management services. And I think that's just so important, especially now, because we're going to be having, we're going to have to maximize every dollar that we can. Um, in the event that you don't have a system, I would try to develop one in Excel. And I mean, you're going to have to manually input things. Uh, the, the best part about Star and about Demand360 is a lot of this information is is automated. So it just kind of gets fed over, not just from yourself, but also from your competitors. And yeah. you can quickly see accurate and relevant data. If you're manually tabulating this information, it'll still be good data for your independent, or, you know, for your personal hotel. But you won't be able to sit there and say to Vicky's point, okay, hey, my, uh, my retail business is down, but my comp sets up. Why? You'll never know that information. So you're already playing behind the eight ball you're never going to be able to maximize your, your revenues to your full potential. So if you don't have that, I would definitely recommend looking into some sort of service, whatever fits your hotel best. Now, Veronica, you talk to a lot of hotels, a lot of general managers. What are you hearing from them as far as kind of coming up with a forecast, coming up with, mm. with uh, reporting that's going to help them make smart decisions and discover opportunities? Well, when you get into forecasting, there's so many parts. Certainly start with the big picture further out and you have to know where you've been to where you go. Well, a good practice with that is start with what you know, right? So I can even forecast market share because I could start with what my results were and then look at the changing market conditions. And it mm -hmm. starts with what do I have on the books? What do I have available to put on the, the shelf to sell? And then get into the market segments and the ability to influence the market segment with my marketing efforts. Um, the tools would absolutely be my property management system because there's so much good data in there, right? With customer profiles and segmentation. And that's the, that's the keeper of the goods, if you will. If it goes in right, you have good data. Um, my P&Ls, absolutely, right? I love doing peak profitability analyses to help 
forecast the future um, and, and know where to capitalize, right? Uh, I will definitely use the, the STAR reports and forward-looking tools. I know STR has our, our forward STAR product uh, more robust outside the U.S. than it is in the U.S. right now, but I'm sure coming soon to a desktop near you, <laughs> forward STAR, uh, which allows you again to know what's out there. Um, and there are there are business partners as well, convention and visitors bureaus, destination management companies, the brands, right? Network, find out what's out there, what's coming in. Be aware of what can influence the market, not just your your very direct competitive set. Right. So, all right, here, I just thought about this. If you guys need technology or need tools to report go to hoteltechreport.com jordan hollander and his brother run that run that uh, website there and they're a great resource to find this kind of tool for your hotel so i'm not sure what kind of hotel you run but they have they will have reviews of hundreds of different software programs uh and especially for revenue they have a whole section just on revenue management and some of those tools so uh Definitely go to hoteltechreport.com and figure that out. I think that was just a great tip that just came off my top of my head. I've been in touch with them for the last couple of months, and you know they provide a great uh, service there where they just recommend. They don't recommend, but us as hoteliers that are using the software recommend these tools, and it's kind of like a review site for hotels, right? If you haven't been there, hoteltechreport.com. All right, so now I have a hack that we do every week too. We know in our certain markets that we have special events every single year. Now it's going to change this year, but in the past, and guess what? There's still going to be future events that are coming, right? You might have the Super Bowl coming. You might have a Daytona 500 coming, or you might have a graduation coming every single year, right? These are opportunities to find out how you pace. And we go out a whole year. We go out a year and a half and figure out what's going on in that market. Because guess what? If we're charging two, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars $500 a night, we better make sure we don't sell it for $80 a night, right? Or a hundred dollars a night. We make sure that we maximize our revenue. This is a tool we made up. It's just basically an Excel spreadsheet on a Google drive that we put up all the special events. We call it the special event tracker. And every week we go through that special event tracker, occupancy rev par from last year, how many rooms sold at this time, all these different KPIs that we look at and then what the change was and then what the, uh, what we can do as far as, where we need to be as far as the rate and then when we do a shop online like to figure out where we need to be uh, as far as uh, our booking pace so i think that's a hack that if you're not doing this for your special events almost every single town has a graduation coming almost every single town has a that that jazz festival or that special event that drives revenue up i would definitely look at doing a special event tracker guys do you do a future special event tracker laura saying yes um, there's a bunch of people saying, yes, let us know if you use some kind of tool. Uh, it could even be an Excel spreadsheet or a, uh, some kind of way of tracking, but I think it's valuable that you, we use tools and we use some of these things to kind of keep uh, engaged. All right. What hey, else? Refresh, anybody else? Yeah. yeah. On your, on that special event, one of the yeah. things, especially right now, you know, set up a Google alert on your, um, yeah. computer to make yeah. sure, because so many of these, um, special events are getting announced for later dates. And it's really, really important that, you know, when those dates are announced before, um, the tickets are, are, um, are realigned <laughs> for the new date. Um, the yeah. other thing is, and, you know, sometimes, um, what we found, especially in the last 35, 40 days is that, people that currently had tickets were getting email notifications before the date was announced. 
So what was happening in our hotels is all of a sudden we would see this big spike in September because the ticket holders knew, but we didn't know because the venue hadn't announced it. So we called all of the venues in every single one of our markets to let them know, hey, you need, can you just let us know before you actually notify your ticket holders that, that we have it? It's very important right now. We had hotels filling up at you know standard rates in September, October, because the venue um, didn't announce the date and the ticket holders knew, so they were already booking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I feel like this is not a time where you close out your entire hotel for the whole next year, uh, for 52 weeks out. I think that's a, a, a way of losing business. But I think there are some ways of strategies, like maybe increasing, you know, your rate a little bit higher for future events, or you think that's something that's going to happen. And yeah, you know, I think we've in the past, we've made we've lost a lot of money, like overnight, we'll lose twenty, thirty thousand dollars because of a special event that just got announced. The local CVB or the chamber, and nobody locally knew about it. The production company that was producing it shot out the email to all their fans, and all of a sudden we fill up at regular rate, and we're like, oh. "Yeah, right." Where last year we sold out, but it was a different date, so we didn't know. And so, yeah, the keeping in touch with, I guess, your local market, and uh, who else would you recommend that we keep in touch with for the special venues. events? Well, the venues, venues, wherever you wherever you have venues that host events. And it was amazing the response we got. They were they were immediately putting our people on a call list. Um, so, you know, you got to ask. It, it really does help you. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. And uh, oh, I just forgot. I was going to I was going to say something. Anybody else have a hack while I uh, continue my, my, my thought? Well, certainly if you're talking about peak demand periods or demand periods from a particular customer segment, you want to think in terms of your feeder cities. If your customers aren't local, then what's going on with the weather or school breaks? There's all kinds of influences from where your customers are coming from that can impact your results. Okay, now I remember. That's a, that's a good tip. Google Alerts. I've talked about this for 10 years now. When it came out, I started using it and I still get alerts every week. So here's a hack just for yourself, right? Not for the hotel. You could use it for the hotel, but use it for yourself first and then the hotel. Here's what we do. I put my name into a Google alert. So go to Google, type in Google alerts, set up a quick uh, alert with your name. So anytime your name is mentioned in the local market or a newspaper or all online, you get an alert. You get an email from Google saying, hey, your name's mentioned. Maybe there's another Vicki Callahan in the in your area or in the United States that has it. You might get it. So you have to, spe you have to specify, you know, regions or whatever. But it is great when anytime Hey, I'm on a I'm on a bunch of podcasts. I'm on a bunch of different shows. I'm on, on all these different things. I love when I know because these some sometimes these media companies don't tell you when they're uh, announcing it, or when your name gets mentioned on a review, you don't know about it until you might find out if it was good or bad like weeks later, right? Or whenever you go back to your reviews, this is a good opportunity for you to set up your name. Um, any specific brand that's associated with your hotel too. So if it's the Best Western Hampton Inn and the city location name, put that into Google Alerts. Anytime your city or your hotel with the city name gets mentioned on a on an article, in the news, anywhere, you get a Google Alert. I love that, for especially for special events and revenue management. It's a huge part of it uh, when they're also, announcing. Excuse me. Sorry, Rush. I was gonna say I was also gonna say along the special events line, leverage your networks. You know, if you have a if you're a larger management company or a management company with different properties in different locations, leverage those networks so that hey, maybe so and so concert was in 
Boston and you're in New York and they just announced a concert in New York, well, they may know first. They may find out. Maybe they were looking at the schedule. Maybe it's a routine concert that goes there. They're looking at the general schedule and they say, hey, they're going to Dave City. They haven't been there before. Um, leverage your friends. There's, there's so many different ways of finding this information out sooner because to Vicky's point, I've heard too many of those stories where, you know, Kentucky Derbies and uh, Super Bowls or whatever it may be is getting switched now and, and people are sold out before they can even social media. Just look at social media and how fast things are getting posted there. There's so many avenues that you can get this information from, uh, but it really is the difference between thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're, this has been a great conversation. Anybody, before we continue, anybody uh, want to win a $50 Amazon gift card? Comment below. Let me know where you're listening from. If you like this, you know, the most engaging person here on this, uh, on this, uh, on this uh, live will win the $50 Amazon gift card courtesy of, uh, of the show. And uh, please comment and let us know so we can continue uh, supporting you and, uh, and thanking you for supporting us. All right. Any last words on revenue management optimization for our hotels, especially when we're considering what's happening in the market, what's happening globally, um, any opportunities for us to look at numbers or any facts to get people pretty much heads in beds right now? I would say the biggest thing is just try, again, to understand what your market segment mix is going to be moving forward. Uh, I don't think that as we come out of this, that we can just expect our typical business mix to be the same. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't be, you know, but, but trying to get a handle on what you're going to be. So maybe you are typically a BT heavy property with international travel. Well, now you may become a local drive market hotel for the short term. And how are you going to target that market that maybe you didn't look at in the past? Mm -hmm. um, understanding what's trying to best understand what's going to be your early returns. I think, is going to be a, a good way to get ahead of the market as we come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, David, I, thank you so much. Becky? I think it's it's really be nimble. You know, test and measure, take chances, um, think outside the box. There's many segments you might not have participated with, you know, when times were really good um, that you really need to consider now and you need to target. Um, that you might not have done uh, previously. So you really have to look at that. And I can't reemphasize enough. We've, we've seen a lot of benefit from looking at the future and what's on the books. Um, we've realigned comp sets for our future data to be able to spread out a little further into the markets, um, see a bigger picture um, of the hotels and, and what's actually uh, happening from a segment standpoint. And that's really how we've dived into that data and understood how our strategies need to change. But test and measure and be nimble, uh, the best advice I can give. Great. I've made a huge list of these of this checklist of these hacks. I think it's powerful that people can understand this and continue learning while we're slow. And this is a perfect opportunity for all of us to learn something. And I like I always tell my kids before I drop them off, don't learn a hundred things, learn one thing today, right? And I think that's valuable. And, and this one thing is, which is revenue optimization for your hotel is powerful. Talking about star report and all these different things, these little things that you can do um, can help us grow our hotel when things get better. And you could be the market leader if you kind of do these things on a, on a ongoing basis, not just once a year, <laughs> right before your Christmas party or holiday party, right? Really look at it. This look at this as, as far as something very serious because it can make a huge difference at your hotel, guys. I really appreciate this. Um, any last words? 
just uh, just keep in mind of the groups that are rebooking in your market. Your market may see some some inflated compression as these groups have been canceled, rebooking hopefully quarter four and Q1 of next year. Hopefully I didn't just lose you because my computer went to sleep. Uh, but just keep an eye on your market compression with group uh, group uh, fluctuations and changes and, and act accordingly. Awesome. Thank you, David, for joining us. Vicki, thank you so much. Veronica thank Andrews, you. thank you so much. This, guys, has been an amazing conversation. If you've loved this conversation, please hit the like button, comment so we can continue this. I know there's going to be a part two on this because people are already, uh, already sending me messages saying, yes, we want a part two on these different strategies we talked about. And uh, I appreciate you guys being on. Uh, hope we talk to you soon. Be, please be safe out there and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, Rupesh. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, guys. What did you think about this conversation? I loved it. I wrote down so I wrote down two pages of tips and hacks and strategies that I could do for our particular hotels, but you can too. And I am gonna share this checklist with you within the next week or so, or less, probably in the next few days, and put it into a PDF that you can download and that you could access and share this with other people in the industry because guess what i'm not doing this just to help us but i'm helping this to do help all of us all the, the entire community and really help the industry grow as we all need support in this time of need so guys thank you so much for this opportunity and now i am going to announce and i've been reading on this side all the wonderful comments that are coming through the feed on linkedin and by the way before i leave and announce the uh, winner, I wanna please let you know that I am launching my new website, rupesh.co, um, that's the URL, and it's gonna be a website that you can learn, take courses on, resources, free forms, downloads, checklists, all of these things that are valuable that can help you, and it's a membership site that I'm gonna be launching here in the next couple of weeks, we're still working on it, and I want you to be a part of it, please go to rupesh.co, and join us there, get on the waiting list, get your name and email on there, and I will notify you as soon as we launch. Now, the winner of the $50 Amazon gift card that we give away weekly, and by the way, it's almost every week, if there's an author or someone that's giving away something, we take that instead and offer that to you. But this week, you know, we're gonna offer, or I'm gonna offer you Gina West. I mean, hold on, let me make, make sure I get her name right. Um, She's been very active. Westbury, Gina Westbury, thank you so much for all your comments and continue to be active here on this LinkedIn Live. I appreciate it. Guys, please congratulate her here in the comments. You just won a Amazon $50 gift card. Please send me a direct message and I will make sure that you get that today in your inbox and be able to help you with uh, whatever you need, whatever you want to spend, right? Uh, a, a book. Uh, a you know a book and hey I want to give a shout out to a few people uh, and people always send me a message saying hey what books do you recommend um, what books do you recommend and you can Gina you could spend that fifty dollars on Christine Trippi's yes is the answer right uh, Micah Solomon heart of hospitality awesome guy Doug Kennedy and his training right. And then last week or this week, I had Jeremy Wells send me his book on future hospitality. Thank you so much to Jeremy. I've had so many people send me their books and, and, and uh, different things that they've been doing. Guys, you guys are doing an amazing job. Just continue inspiring this industry. And I love it, guys. Thank you so much to all you guys for supporting this show and supporting me. 
and I appreciate it. On next week's show at 9:30 every Wednesday, we do this. Uh, I'm going to be bringing on somebody special, something that's going to somebody that's going to help you increase your skills, grow yourself mentally, grow your your skills uh, at your work. And I just love that we can continue growing and helping each other out. So, guys, thank you so much for this opportunity for me to help share and spread the good word about uh, revenue optimization and continue growing all of us as a, um, as a group guys. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. And let me make sure there's nothing else that I'm missing. Cause I always kick myself at the end of uh, the show. When I turn it off, I'm like, Oh, I should have said this. And, uh, let me make sure I don't, there's nothing else. Um, no, I already talked about the website, rupesh.co. Please go there. Oh, Oh guys. Uh, if you want to rewatch this and people are like, how can I rewatch this? And I can't find the link on, um, on LinkedIn, go to my YouTube channel and, and hit the subscribe button and hit the alerts button. So every time you can actually watch this live on YouTube. So if it's going live on LinkedIn, which is my main platform, but I also have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Rupesh. And let me pull it up right there. You can rewatch all my past episodes and get alerted to anything new. And by the way, I'm going to be sharing a lot of hacks and tips uh, that I don't share here on LinkedIn, on my YouTube channel. So don't, don't forget to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Rupesh Live. I appreciate this conversation, guys. Thank you so much. Love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week on Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Enjoy your day. Be safe and take care of each other.